This episode of the Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. Just take a little bit every now and then. Welcome to another Beer Brawl. This is Peter Kennedy of SimplyBeer.com. Tonight uh, we're going to be doing some unique and interesting sounding beers instead of our normal styles of beers. Tonight we have Mark Jackson with us as always. Hello. And also tonight from uh, New Jersey Newsroom we have Terry Gatto. Greetings. So tonight we're going to start off like I said, with some unique and interesting beers. These don't necessarily fit into one category. I think we actually have five different styles of beer and five beers. So our first one up tonight is going to be the 21st Amendment Heller High Water Watermelon Wheat Beer. That's a mouthful. It sure is. <laughs> um, after that, we're going to try the uh, the Dogfish Head Shati, then the Old Danish Braggot, the Avery Collaboration Not Litigation, and the Omegang Omegeddon Funkhouse Ale. Some imaginative naming going on. Here. Yes, yes. And these all have um, interesting ingredients or interesting backstories or both. Why don't we get started? Have a hell or high watermelon, watermelon wheat beer. Yes, I must note for the record that this is the first time we have actually had a beer from an aluminum can. Yes. Uh, 21st Amendment, they uh, distribute two beers in New Jersey and... I'm not sure elsewhere what they're distributing, but New Jersey, we can only get two. And they both come in cans. There's a Hell or High Watermelon, and then there's the uh, Brew Free or Die uh, IPA. So, you know, they like their names. Mm. So here we go. Reminds me of opening a soda. We haven't heard that sound in the man cave for I, I 18, know. what are we up to now, 18 podcasts? Yeah, this is our 18th podcast. Haven't heard that for 18 podcasts. This is a fruit beer, although I vowed, you know, no more fruit beers. <laughs> Here we are, probably five podcasts after our fruit beer episodes, and we're drinking fruit beers again. So this is a 5.2% alcohol wheat beer uh, that is brewed with 400 pounds of watermelon in each batch they make. I'm not sure what the batch size is that they're making. It's probably, you know, a couple thousand gallons. Um but uh, 400 pounds of watermelon, that's uh, a lot of watermelon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to envision it. Uh, well, looking at this beer here, and it, it just looks, I would expect from a wheat beer it to be uh, cloudy. And this is pretty, pretty clear. Let's There's no say, kind uh, of red tint as I, you might would expect with a watermelon. Slightly yellowish looking yeah. kind of clear. It has a slightly, it does have a fruity aroma to it. But, uh, you know, this head, the head on here is quickly disappearing. Mine is totally gone. They took nothing. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, right, I think yeah. the fruit really destroys the head on the beer. It's kind of interesting. It, it, it tastes like um, it taste watermelon, watermelon. bubblegum that's kind yeah. of at the end of, you know, <laughs> chewing it. Yeah, like we're starting to lose all that watermelon flavor. I didn't taste the watermelon at all on it. Huh? I just find it very light. Good when it's nice and cold. Yeah. I mean, it'll take the thirst away. That's why we took this one first. It is our lowest alcohol beer of the night, and it is a, a very light beer. 
Uh, we don't want to be drinking some of these other ones um, beforehand. I think would destroy the taste of this one. Not, not, what not, not little to taste jump, there is. Not to jump ahead too much, but sometimes with something like this, I might say, "What's the point?" I don't. I don't. To my my sensibilities, this watermelon doesn't enhance the drinking of the beer whatsoever. I, I'm not, you know, disliking the beer. Yeah. I'm not, you know, it's a great marketing. Hell or high water watermelon. I mean, it's a great name. Yeah, Interesting. I, I think it's more marketing than anything else. I I, I can't begin to imagine uh, as someone who's really really enjoys beer is going to be turned on by this. There's a kind of a, a push growing in the craft beer industry, putting stuff into cans. Well, the they're, can they're... I don't care about the can. It's what comes out of the can that, that I'm looking at. But yeah, the, or, or taking a fledgling ask a question here: Is this beer more expensive than the other beers? No, it's it's so it in the matter. same price. You know, it's still expensive. Um, I bought this. I bought individual cans, and I think they're probably in the dollar seventy nine range for the can of beer. Yeah, that's uh, well because it's an individual can. Yeah, so they mark it up a little bit. Because I can't you're believe a six pack. This would be ten bucks. No, it's uh, it's it's one of these beers. It's uh it's not staying on the shelves. If you want to really? try this beer and you see it, you're gonna have to buy it because it's amazing how quickly. These are selling out of stores. Is this really? I would be. I'm a little surprised, actually. You think it's just the novelty of the uh, of the can of the name? I think a lot of it is that way. You know. Well, you know, it, it's summery, has watermelon in it. It's light. I mean. Yeah. It's it, it's a lot of marketing too. Almost tastes. Like I, I'd like to try some of the other Twenty First Amendment beers. Um, like I said, I do have a, an IPA that I will try it's at some point. almost tastes like you can put ice cubes in this beer. <laughs> Frankly. I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, What's it says yeast inside. Agitate before opening. Did you shake it up? No, I didn't shake it. Uh, Maybe that's why it came out clear. Well, they, they don't really make that very obvious. They you put know? it along the band at the top, but I just saw that, and I'm wondering if that's well, why. Well, here, let me, let, me, let me pour this out. Let's just swirl it up here and see if it comes out. No, that's more along the lines of what yeah, I would expect exactly. out of a wheat beer. That's really cloudy, so... My faux pas for uh, not following the instructions on the can well, and, and shaking it up. I, I would tend not to shake beers before I open. And not making it clear that you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Only well, the interest of objectivity, going back to the 40 degree temperature <laughs> conundrum, conundrum that we had, uh, you know, it's, I would say, you know, it could have made a difference really in the taste of the beer with a little bit of agitation. Might have got a little bit more. more you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. It tasted yeah. the same, almost the same. You okay. have to re read all the other labels to make sure you don't fall apart again. <laughs> so this should be, this should be uh, shaken, not stirred. There you go. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw that out there. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> Any opportunity to say that. All right, so up next, right. Um, moving on, we have the uh, Dogfish Head uh, Shati. This is a very interesting beer. It's 9% alcohol with only six IBUs. So if we're talking international bitter units, which is the measure of hops in a beer, six is non-existent. When you talk about some of these beers I have here, I have over a hundred units in them. Um, so there really is no hops in this beer at all. This is a um, ninth century Finnish recipe. So basically um, they use Juniper berries, lots of different spices, well, and in order to in order to brew this beer, they don't put it under a fire. 
they don't heat they heat the beer by superheating river rocks taking the rocks and dumping them into the the fermentation container and that caramelizes the beer so it really makes a sweetness to it and at the same time you know does the mm. the same thing that putting the the wort under under fire would do it's so. very perfumey it has a wonderful perfumey yeah. bouquet uh, as we call it here it <laughs> as we call it here in the is man cave aroma bouquet well the bouquet has has to me it sort of implies a certain perhaps yeah. you might refer to it as perfumey yeah well we, 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 we that's one of the things we talk about there are no written rules for describing beer yet i'm sure there will be at some point but it's but not like wine yeah when i write the book this has a very pleasant aroma yeah so it's it's slightly hazy. It's uh, it's probably an unfiltered beer, uh, but very little very little head, which is not unexpected with a beer that has no hops in it. Um, so light, that's very light amber, beautiful color. Very, very fragrant. You know, that's yes. a great word. Yeah, I you can, can really get for... cardamom and cinnamon, and cloves. Wow, you can you can really taste all the spices. Some honey in there too. It doesn't feel like beer to me. Again, I'm not a beer aficionado, so. Mm. They also uh, include black tea, black pepper, ginger. Wow. wow. Lots of different this, this spices. This brewery quite often rocks. I mean, you know, they they are very edgy wow. and. Uh, it doesn't the, the, taste like beer to me. It tastes like something well, else. These are these are uh, they have several beers that they've um, started making that use, for lack of a better word, ancient techniques. This is, you know, ninth century. I mean, we're talking a thousand years ago. It's creamy. Even though it's light, there's still mm -hmm. a creamy feel to it in your mouth. Somebody yeah. there has a good palate because, to me, the balance of the ingredients always seems very finished yeah, and, and, yeah. and very well, you, you, ta you talked about a couple of times, you know, is there somebody actually there tasting the beer before they put it out? Well, I know there is. Okay. <laughs> but, but in this case, the dog, dogfish head, they have a brew pub next to their brewery where they make small batches of all the beer before they mass produce them. And they'll go through dozens of variations, bring it out to the brew pub, serve it. If people like it, they keep making it, you know, adjusting little things. If people hate it, they throw it out. Where are they located? Um, they're located in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Which is a great place to hang out, I, by I the think way. it's worth you know, it's worth taking a, road a trip, trip there. Road trip. Oh, we're, 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 we're planning it out, you know, our, our beer tour, you know, down through Philadelphia into uh, into Delaware, Maryland. It's sweet. There's a sweetness to it. But not say. overly so. No, no, That's no, no, what no, I no. It, But you're right. It's totally balanced. Nothing really fights anything else. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful blend. This is a very enjoyable beer. Wow. I expected a lot. Um the nose of the beer really betrayed something that would be quite flavorful, and I'm very satisfied with it. Yeah, this really is, I mean, Mark, you talk all the time about expectations. Well, yeah. When, when you when you smell a beer, and once you get that aroma, you got to be able to follow through on the flavors. And you know, I think this exceeds when a when you taste it of what you smelled beforehand. This this is a beer you can serve guests for a nice mm. a nice dinner party. It, and, you um, take the put this in in place of 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 uh, Chardonnay, an appetizer, yeah, or even maybe even dessert. Yeah, it could be a dessert beer. Absolutely, yeah. this is delicious. Yeah, I, I, this is a good way to start off the night. I think you need something to clean the palate. 
to this beer. This beer clings. This has a long finish. It does. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, which actually I think might complement this beer fairly well. You described honey flavor um, when you were tasting it. Our next beer up is uh, called a Braggot. Let's look at the label a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. One. Before we get to the Braggot. Yeah, let's, let's spend just a little bit more time here. This is a great label, by the way. Um, well, if, you, if you guys haven't seen Dogfish Head labels, I mean... Some some of them are pretty tame, but some of them get pretty creative. Juniper berry, yeah. I mean, this one is actually quite. I don't know, like uh, it's it's like an Indian sort of motif, uh, Asian Indian, um, with a with a moose head. I guess that is. I don't know quite where the moose head thing fits in. Holding two two elements. I mean, it's a cool label. It's kind of nineteen sixties, you know, kind of hippie-ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking, you know, Finnish. I mean, Finland. I mean, it's a almost an Arctic region, you know. So, so our sati is based on the traditional 9th century Finnish recipe for sati in that we brew it with rye and juniper and heat the wort with wood-fired rocks. We break with tradition by adding an exotic black chai tea. Is it chai tea? At the end of the boil. Wow. I mean, that, it really... I'm tell you. What I like about this brew is they, they, they take risks... But most of the time, they really hit the mark. And I know we've we've hit some beers it's, where... It's, it's because they really listen to what people are saying when they try them at their brew pub. You know, they, they actually listen to what people have to say, whether or not they like the beer and what they like about it, what they don't like about it. And they really try to brew something that's not mainstream, but it's not so far off the wall that it's displeasing to your palate. So... I mean, th these guys really, they got it going on. I mean, there's a couple breweries out there that really have it going on, I think. I'll often talk about when you're at the package goods store mm -hmm. and your hand is on the cooler or you're walking up and down the aisle trying to choose something. What is it that you pick? You can almost always look, get a, 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 you know, you can almost always get a dogfish head and get a really, really great beer. You just have to decide, you know, what type of beer you might want to get. But you can always, you almost always know you're going to get something really good. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. So the uneducated person can always count on dogfish, then you would say. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to get something. They have some mainstream beers, but they also have some beers that are on the extreme side. But even though they're on the extreme side, they're not displeasing to me. Now we get up. We were talking about before um, comparing these to wines, and you said, well, you know, you. you would you serve guest wine or would you serve beer? Eleven ninety nine a bottle for this this little one here. I will definitely keep this one in mind next time we have company, which will be Saturday. I mean, this would be great. With, <laughs> this would be great with some cheese, nice. You know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get some. I mean, there's lots of flavors in here. So if you have something that has cloves or ginger, I mean, honey baked ham. I mean, that might work really well. I really with like that. the idea of the dessert beer. Yeah. I think that's that's kind well, of. Well, I mean, then you can pick up some of the cinnamon flavors in, mm -hmm. in this beer. I mean, there's. There's so many spices in this beer that you can find something to pick up with it when you're trying to pair it with food. I wonder how it would go with an apple pie, a homemade apple pie. Probably pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Probably pretty good. Good. I, I enjoyed that. I did too. All right. I definitely liked it. Next one up, we have Old Danish Braggot. This is a Danish beer. Or, well, it's not quite a beer. So let me explain. A Braggot... Is, is a very old drink. It's basically a blend of mead and a barley drink. Hmm. So in this case, beer. 
Uh, pop. I mean, these are, they've been making these beers since the 1300s. Generally, a bartender would actually make the beer, like a mixed drink. So they would take mead, which is honey wine, and uh, some sort of ale, and literally combine the two together. Uh, it became very popular, you know, in the Middle Ages there. Ooh, look at the color of that. That's nice. And so they started, brewers started making them and actually blending them, you know, at the brewery instead of letting the bartender do it. So that kind of got a little bit of quality control and so forth and consistency. Um, this beer here started in the 1700s. Or it's based on a, a recipe from the, the 1700s. So it's a 10% alcohol beer, also very high. You're going to have a lot of honey, some spices in this. It might taste strong, so be expect a little bit of an alcohol taste to it. They say these should be served chilled. It doesn't necessarily say cold, so if you kind of infer a temperature of somewhere around 50 degrees, I would say would be chilled. They considered this um, drink of gods. Oh, by the, the Vikings way, uh, used to drink yeah, this. Yeah, I always say, right? Before yeah. we go out into the uh, ships or yeah. Oh, Grand Puba of Simply Beer, by the way, have you uh, invested in a uh, thermometer yet to test the beer temperatures? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, well, his birthday's coming up, so... You yeah, there consider. you go. My birthday is in two weeks, so... Give me a beer thermometer. I think, yeah, I, I think... I, I should get little plastic ones that I could attach to the side of the glasses. <laughs> they do have them? Like, like fish tank yeah. thermometers? Hmm. All right. This, this is a gorgeous color. It's a really kind of a medium yeah. to dark amber. It is. It's very clear. Uh, it's not cloudy. Nah. Oh, well, I'm not wearing my glasses, but <laughs> guys, is this cloudy? No, you have your glasses on. No, no, it's it's, it's it's slightly hazy, but, um, but it's not cloudy. Not cloudy. Um, and it's it's actually got a fair amount of head retention to it, um, even though it's such a high alcohol beer with. It's a beautiful color. Yeah. I have a pair of earrings, amber. <laughs> all all right, no talk head. about earrings. All right. <laughs> So generally, this this type of, of beer, uh, I, I keep saying Ooh. beer, but it's actually it's its own classification called Braggot. It serves out of a, a brandy snifter is the preferred method. So that way you kind of condense all the smells together right before mm. you mm. you drink it, because as we can smell this, it has a very strong aroma. It's a strong. It's a strong beer. You can really taste the honey, and that's the primarily yeah. what I taste. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really delicious. But again, for me, this would be on the order of a, of a dessert kind of thing. Yeah, I, I can I mean, see before. This tastes like honey and cloves mm -hmm. kind of blended together. I'm thinking this would taste great at Thanksgiving. And a little bit of maltiness to it as well. Mm -hmm. I, I could see drinking this before going out to engage in battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to engage in battle now. Right, there you go. Yeah. This is... Um, it's got like um, almost like a brown sugar yeah. kind of flavor to it, but I think that's all the honey in there mm -hmm. mixed with the, the malts are, are creating that brown sugar kind of flavor. It's, it's, you can taste the honey, but it doesn't have the clinginess that honey would. I thought the other one was a, 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 a little thicker in feel. This one is a little cleaner, but the honey is still very much in evidence. Very strong. Yeah. I, I mean, it really... It has a very strong presence to it. There's no mistaking what you're drinking here. No you mistaking. Know, you, you know that there's 10% alcohol in this beer. It's, it's, it's very strong. And you're still checking it down. Why not? Oh, <laughs> I, I think I'm able to walk out. 
Uh, um, these are small tastings. <laughs> I mean, this is just yeah. Going moving from the dogfish head to this is kind of tough. Um, I thought it might work well going from you know one that had some slight you know spiciness to it um, into something that was a little bit more spicy. I think mm. if we, um, if we went the, it the way, way around, it would have destroyed. It would have destroyed. We, right. we wouldn't have been able to taste the other one. No, right. Yeah. And so going from this one to the next one, I, I don't think whatever residual. Uh, flavors you have left are is going to affect the next one. Wow. Um, but this is a 750 milliliter bottle, so you could easily split this between six or eight people, yes. and and really drink this. Yeah, as I a, think. I absolutely. can also see this drinking on a very cold night by the fire and really warming up with this. And yeah, not, I would, not I not would summer, say. Yeah, not know, a summer drink. I think that's a really well, good. Well, you know, I'm not sure. I think this would work well on a on a kind of chilly summer night. Yeah, but I think you need the chill with the coolness there. Because it really does warm you up. Well, uh, let's see. Where were you? Brewed and bottled by, in, in, this is actually in Denmark, mm -hmm. according to an old Danish recipe from, as we said, 1700. Based on an 18th century recipe, is brewed according to old Danish traditions by Dansk. Majad in I don't know how to say these things I won't that's why I left it up to you <laughs> exactly uh, I had to know what are people from Belgium called by the way yeah. old Danish beer is brewed with Vienna and Munich malts selected hops and ginger the good water from Orbach and is then blended with honey wine right so this is actually a collaboration between two breweries one is a mead brewery and the other one is a beer brewery just out of curiosity again because I, I never buy beer um, my better half buys the beer how much is this a bottle of this beer would be? Um, I think this was sixteen dollars. Okay, so it's kind it's, of like a, it's a expensive, like a medium, like a wine. Right. Yeah, this is wine. this particular one I, I bought at the Oak Tree Byright in South Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, the uh, guy that was working there recommended this. If you like braggots, he recommended this one as a good braggot, which actually I think it is a pretty good one. Well, for whatever it's worth, I'm putting the star next to. That particular this particular beer because I I wish it was winter because I think I would enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Yeah, and I think this beer could sit around for a while as well. I mean, you say drinking it in winter, you bought it now, you saw it now, it would easily last through winter, probably to the next winter as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can you would probably be able to sit this one on the shelf for two years and it still hold itself together. All right, mm -hmm. so we talked briefly here about this one it was a collaboration between two breweries. Our next beer up is the Avery Collaboration, Not Litigation, which is a great name for a beer. And let me give you the, the backstory on this one here. So there's two breweries on the West Coast, or slightly west, west of the Rockies, one in Colorado and then one in California. Um, Avery from Boulder, Colorado, and then Russian River um, from Northern California. They both had a beer named Salvation. So... The two, I think the owners of these two breweries became friends and realized that they both had a beer named Salvation. And there was like some talk about, well, who gets the rights to the name Salvation? And they said, well, we both can. And so what they decided to do was take both of their Salvation beers and combine them together to make one beer, which is what we have here, the Collaboration not litigation. So they decided not to sue each other over the beer. And that's what we have here. This is a 
Belgian Strong Dark Ale. We had, uh, we had another beer from Avery. Was it last? When do we have an Avery? Yeah, we had the New World Porter yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, and I got a couple other ones here in my beer cellar. We got the Mesistopheles, uh, which is a, a stout. And then it's a hell of a good beer. <laughs> the Beast, which is a, a Grand Cru. They only made 666 bottles of that, from what I understand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am totally amazed on all the different beers you have here. Oh, this is just a small sampling. I mean, you have to go out to the uh, liquor outlet in Booton at some yeah. time and see over 700 running feet of, of beer wall there. So yeah, they have you, a you, huge keep, selection. you keep a log of the stuff you have yeah. and what you've tasted? Uh, um, I write reviews all the time on Simply Beer, but I also have the Simply Beer Cellar on the website and there it lists all the beers when I bought them um, because there's some beers that you can let sit on the shelf for a while some longer than others but you get things like IPAs e even the shot tea I wouldn't let this sit for a long period of time because over time beer tends to lose those spice flavors mm -hmm. which is what hops are whereas the malt flavors tend to stick around for longer periods of time so the rule of thumb is high alcohol heavily malted beers age longer than less alcohol beers or highly hot beers. And you'll note, of course, that the temperature here in the man cave is where it's climate controlled and the light is appropriate for the, you know. I definitely yeah. have noticed that. I'm, I'm yeah. totally impressed. Yeah. Uh, and I feel honored Sim being a Simply beer is spirit, no expense. <laughs> <laughs> that is very evident. All right, so let's pour this beer. Um, this, like I said, is a Belgian strong dark ale. It comes in at just shy of 9% alcohol. What is the highest percentage of alcohol in a beer? The, I believe the Guinness record is 28%. Sam Adams makes a beer that's 25%. When you say Guinness, you're talking about the beer or you're talking about the Guinness World Record? Guinness World Record. Okay. The, the, yeah, those people that do silly world records. Okay. Uh, man, not so silly. Some of them are pretty funny. So this is a Belgian strong dark ale. Um, basically, it's going to have a pretty high malty characteristic oh. to it, a um, lot of alcohol, uh, maybe a little bit fruity. Um, you'll probably be able to taste like the dark candy sugar in this. Um, Great bouquet. Again, a wonderful bouquet. Yeah. Tons what of caramel. What says you? Yes, it, it, it reminds me of the last one, but not quite so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one has a huge amount of like caramel. Yeah. On the I, nose. I think you need to have crackers to cleanse the palate. Next time, <laughs> may I suggest crackers? We'll, we'll, we'll have crackers for you next time you come well, on. Yeah, crackers and, and, <laughs> crackers and, a, and a lapel mic. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. but. Uh. Mm. So it's a, um, it's fairly dark in color. Um, like a good bronze, um, copper kind of color. A little bit of a bite, but very pleasant. Yeah. Well, the, these beers typically have an alcohol bite to them. Yeah, well, we need um, the hop profile is generally not huge. It, it more kind of goes to the, the maltiness of the beer. I may give up on wine and just do beer after this. Wow. Wow, this is amazing. I, I, know, I know you love wine. I think this is good, but there's, there's a, a little bit of a lingering aftertaste to it that, that I don't find entirely pleasant. Oh, yeah? Well, let me try it again. Try it again. So basically, it took the, these guys almost two years to finally figure out how to combine their two beers together, and this is pretty much what they came up with. Yeah, about 20 seconds after, after it, it, I noticed there's like a, it's a, a bitter taste that hangs. With the right food, this would be awesome. Hmm. I think, I think that's food. the hops that you're getting at the end. Yeah, it might be. 
we haven't had, I mean, really the beers that we've had so far are really not hop beers, mm -hmm. which is pretty much a first for us. It's a good beer, though. I like it. I mean, I don't, um, I don't, it's, it's very I strong. I don't find anything objectionable about the beer at all. No. This one here, um, they, they suggest drinking uh, out of a tulip glass. Mm -hmm. um, other t examples of this style of beer would be the uh, Chimay Blue Label. Mm -hmm. Why would they um, suggest the tulip glass, you want to? Because the, this beer has a, a fairly significant head on it when you pour. So the tulip glass is going to help contain that. Mm -hmm. It's also going to help focus some of the aroma because it does curve back up towards the top a little bit. So um, and a big wide mouth will let the alcohol kind so of come through. So the sugar glass makes a big difference in the experience. Yes, it does. Uh, we're drinking, we're just drinking like tasting samples here. So we're pouring, you know, three, four, five, six ounce <laughs> um, small tastings of this. So we're just using these little tasting glasses, which are uh, kind of like a, a cross between up. I'm going to have somebody drive me home. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, this looks like it's a fun read, but it's it's extremely small font type against the, it's black font against the silver background, and then I find it next to, very difficult to read, and I wish I could read it because it looks like some cool stuff here. You any better at this than me? I mean, that's very small type. Well, off their website, they gave um, a pretty good example of probably what's on that label there. Probably. Can't make well, they talked about the, but the litigation, but I, would, they, I, I see they mentioned Dogfish Brewing. Sam from Dog... I can't read it. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. Okay. You want me to read it? Come on. This was blended with Avery's Salvation on December 11th, 2006, creating batch number one. Here is batch number two. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy brewing it. All profits from this joint venture, blah, 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 yada, yada. I should be reading it, but I, it's difficult to read. Well, I, here, I, hand, me, hand me the bottle. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> can't read it. I know, right? Well, look at the website. Maybe it describes a little bit more. I, right? I, 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 can, I can't read glass. it. Magnifying glass, definitely. Okay, we hope you enjoy this beer and blending it with this profits. Return the educational trip to Belgium with our boss, Tomei. Uh, Sam and Rob, these guys from uh, Dogfish Head and Allagash. Uh, this pilgrimage will enable us to learn even more about traditional brewing techniques to combine with our already strange and unique styles here in America. I like, I like the idea of this collaboration. I don't care about the litigation, but I like the idea. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a, nice, it's a, a nice little label. I mean, uh, except for that font type that I can't read for the life of me. Um, this is batch number two. Uh, I like the showing. You know, it's funny. It's, it, this is somewhat misleading um, in that uh, it was you described this as a dark ale. Before. Belgian strong dark ale. First of all, when you poured it, I, didn't, I thought it was going to be a little darker. A little darker. It was a little light in color, but I thought it was going to be a little darker. But... If you look at the label when they're pouring the, the two bottles into the into the glass, it's a very very dark beer. It, it looks like a Guinness. A very really dark, dark beer. Style. Yeah, I think yeah. that's some bad printing. Well, <laughs> you, you know, know, I mean, uh, that's the first thing you see yeah, because true. Two, you know it's it's centered right on the label. And it's the first thing you see. I mean, looking at that, I would expect a darker beer. If you're going to critique the label of all the labels, this is rather boring. And this is definitely not. It, they don't get any scores for label. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it's kind of cutesy idea with the two bottles pouring in, but uh, I think it's again. I'll just say that it's somewhat misleading because you would expect a much darker beer. All right, and we're up to our last beer here, last beer of the evening. 
And uh, actually, I think this is the one I'm, I'm looking forward to the most. Just because I think this is going to be a very strange beer. Um, this is the um, Omegang Armageddon Funkhouse Ale. Yeah. So they, I like the uh, apocalyptic <laughs> thing that they have right, on there. All right. So the I'll, I'll, I'll let, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Mark uh, describe <laughs> the label in a little bit. This is um, more local for us. This is out of Cooperstown, New York. Um, it's an eight percent ABV beer. And it's categorized as an American wild ale. Wild. Well, right. we can say wild. What we can say extreme. So basically, yeah, what uh, does that mean? American <laughs> wild ales are, are beers. Oh, oh man! Whoa! Good thing that light wasn't two inches over to the left. <laughs> man, I hope you you got that on that pot. I mean, folks listening to this podcast, oh. I mean that was like uh, NASA should. Uh, Give this thing a rating or something. <laughs> point. Does it say on there? Point away from people or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. So I mean, this is, is... Um, so a wild ale is basically allowed to ferment with wild yeast. So the yeast that is kind of floating around in the air. They they basically it, it's Brettomyces is the the name of the yeast. Um, also, other people call it Brett. Um, sometimes it's Lactobacillus. Um, this one here is made with uh, Brettomyces, and then it's also dry hopped as well, so which is a very untraditional Belgian thing to do, dry hopping. Mm -hmm. Dry hopping is adding hops after the brewing is done. So the reason why I say this is going to be interesting, this is the same yeast they add to, to Lambics, sour mm -hmm. beers. Mm -hmm. This is going to be interesting. It's, very, it's much lighter. Then the last one, we can see this is a very straw-colored beer, mm -hmm. um, highly carbonated, tons of as one might a torrent. After, as a tor one might expect after uh, you know opening the, uh, that uh, cork that practically put a hole through the ceiling. Yeah, no kidding. I think I have a dent in my ceiling. I know you can't see this on the podcast, but we're all looking up at the ceiling here. <laughs> uh, it's really got a very it had a very big head when we poured it. It's still it's left going down. down. It's going down fast, but it's still there. Yeah. I think it's a it's a very airy than, than any other. Yeah, it's a very airy head. Um, but the one thing is to keep in mind is these are all different styles of beer, very so the the bouquet. heads are going to be different on all of them. Very light, light bouquet, pleasant, perfumey. Yes, like straw wheat kind of aroma to it. To me, it has a um, a very citrusy tart aroma. Well, you're getting the citrus. I'm not getting as much as you. But uh, they they call this they call this. Um, Armageddon, hmm. and they describe it as the forces of light and dark hmm. battling for domination, right? So you got this funkiness oh. of the, the Bretomyces yeast, and then the dry hopping of like traditional, of, uh, not traditional, but more like um, American pale ales and IPAs. So it's really going to be, I have yet to try it. I see Terry's face. <laughs> you got the tax, your upper palate, and your tongue. Whoa. Whoa. That's delicious. I, I really like this. Um, it's 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 very, it's very tart. It's very tart. Um, but it's got a zing to it, a it real a very, zing. But a very short finish. It doesn't cling. No, it is a. It's got a very light mouthfeel to yeah. it. But with the dry hopping, I would expect more of a, an aroma of hops. Mm -hmm. And in this beer, I'm not quite getting why they dry hopped it. Is that no. that? Maybe just a little bit more citrus, I guess. 
trying to figure this one out. This is like this is so different than the others that that it's again yeah. it's like switching gears all over. And, and right, and and like I said, tough. you know, this one we're not comparing styles of beer. Exactly. This is all strictly, you know, each one on their own merits. Just interesting and unique yeah, how styles does, how of beer. How does one compare a, a high watermelon beer to anything? Right. right. And this, I, would, I would serve this at a barbecue. Absolutely. You know, this in is, the summertime. This is delicious. I mean, this is a good, even though it's it's 8% alcohol, this is a good hot day beer. I have to have a little another little touch of it because I'm, I, I need to get a little bit more. It's got a very, um, like, unsweetened lemonade. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, if you don't, wow. if you don't like any honey flavor, sweetness, anything, which some of the, a couple of the other ones certainly had, uh, the the braggot especially, well, it's a honey wine. Yeah, you know, if you don't like that, if you want to stay away from the flavors, mm. uh, uh, those kinds of flavors, this is a this is one way to go. It has a very clean finish. I mean, it, it has a really yeah. good that much. Chew my pen top a little bit more. There you go. <laughs> As I am cleansing your palate. This will go great with hamburgers. This is really great. I've, I've commented frequently that I think often the label is kind of an indicator of the the the, the, uh, the skill that went into the crafting of the beer, and I and I find labels that don't say much often the beer doesn't say much either. However, sometimes the labels promise too much, and the beers can't live up to the promise, yeah. and that's disappointing. But sometimes they get it just right which I think the dogfish had got it just right. They said what it was, it, 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 it was what it was, and that's that. This one, you know, I'm looking at this thing. What the hell is a funk house exactly? Is that, <laughs> no, no, I mean, there must be something. It's like a funk house. Like well, something. okay, so um, there's a style of beer called farmhouse ale. That I know. Which is a very straw-colored, highly carbonated um, session beer, low alcohol, five, four to six percent alcohol. It's made with traditional um, Belgian yeast. Okay. Now this is, I think that they're doing it because they're they're using the base, maybe the base recipe of a, a farmhouse ale, um, increasing the malts a little to build up the alcohol, and then adding the Brettanomyces yeast to there to give it that um, tart tartness mm -hmm. to the beer, which I think it works really well. It's a, it's a total contradiction. I mean, well, looking at the beer. And tasting the beer, you know, they're worlds apart. Let's talk about it a little bit more. We have time. I like the, some of the, the which one uses the Hunter S. Thompson all the time? Flying? Uh, flying Dog. Flying Dog. Hunter S. Thompson mm -hmm. label, saying Hunter. I like this one now. This I give this, almost ready to give it another point. And remember, don't wait for the last judgment. It happens every day. <laughs> Al, uh, Camus. Now, you can't go wrong putting a, a quote by Camus on the label of your beer. I like that. Uh, I'd like to know what the hell a funk house is. I know it must be one step up above a farmhouse. Well, I, I assume there was a play on the farmhouse. It's a play on the farmhouse. It's a funky yeast. So, okay. Oh, uh, this, oh, this is part of He's taking it too literally, I think. You can't look at it that closely. This is like a give-it-a-try beer. And, and if your hand is on the cooler door and you're looking at this Omegeddon, you, you gotta try. try. You gotta, it. Again, it might be last judgment. The, I think that I think that the label, you know, plays a little light, but this is a real serious, a wonderful beer. Yeah, a, I, I think, but I think at the same time, this is a, a a beer you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. You think? Yeah. Really? There's a lot of people that don't like tart 
in beer. But it's not that tart. It's not that tart. It, 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 the citrus really balances out the tart in this beer. But there's still a lot of people that just get that tartness and they're like, I would back love away. to put this at a barbecue and see what happens. You should try, if you like the tart, there's um, another beer by the uh, Dogfish Head Brewery. Um, the F- Festina Peche, I think it's called. A Berlinger Weiss, which is a very sour beer. I think this is a nice ale, though. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a very, it's, it's, it's a very rich, really tasty ale. I, I like it. It's good. Rating it? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, th- I think I, th- I think it's my favorite of all of them. Well, let's let's hear your scores then. Let's start from the lowest, the one you like the least, to the one you like the best. Is oh, generally wow. how we do it each week. So this is from somebody who is not a very big beer fan and who really doesn't know much about beer. Um, my least favorite was the Amendant Hell Ohio Watermelon. I give that a seventy-nine. Uh, after that. It's the old Danish braggart. I give that a 97. It's quite and a I, jump. Whoa. <laughs> and I really like the old, the old Danish braggart. Then we'll go to the dogfish head. Uh, what is it? Shati. Shati. Yeah. And the every collaboration, that litigation, both got a 98. And Omegang, Omegeddon Funkhouse Ale gets a 99. Wow, almost a perfect beer for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Terry. All right, Mark, how about you? Oh, notes, notes, notes. Let's hope I can read them all. Okay. Uh, 21st <laughs> Amendment, hell or high watermelon. <laughs> Don't rush me. I'm old. Uh, 21st Amendment, hell or high. I said that once. I'll say it again. Okay. How the hell you rate this beer? I mean, how the hell you rate this beer? I can't rate it. Uh, I'm going to, you know... E- you want to give it a try for a one-time beer fix. You're standing in the cooler say, oh, this looks like it might be fun. Give it a whirl. Uh, you might come back. I wouldn't. I'd give it a pass on a second go-around. So what would you so, give so it, So give it a score. I, I didn't rate it. Give it a score. No, I'm not going to rate it. It's, it's, it, to me, it's, it's, I, I won't rate it's it. It's beneath rating? I won't rate it. <laughs> All right, move on. I won't rate it. It wasn't my kind, it wasn't my thing. And, okay, move uh, on to. I, I bet you put I, the braggart next, right? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Okay, let's see where we're at here. If I can read my own handwriting. Um, next in line is the Avery collaboration, oh. not litigation, which I gave a score to. Uh, it's. It, I like the interesting hook. I mean, it makes you look at say, what the hell are they talking about? Collaboration, not litigation. Two bottles pouring. I kind of like that. Uh, the beer kind of lives up to the promise. I thought it, it, it was pretty good uh, on that. Uh, and I would say that it's worth a shot in your beer buying expeditions. If you want to spend some money on it, I certainly would recommend it. You, you give it a try and see what you think. I rated it a 90. Next, we'll move up. I actually had a tie here um, on, on the uh, Braggot and the Funkhouse, Funkhouse Ale. Really? Hmm. Yes, I did. Um, wow, I can't believe you tied those two. Those well, I did. I did. We're not rating these together as a group. Usually we end up rating them as a group. But these are all such different styles of beer. On, on the braggot, honey wine to the max. If you, if you want a beer that gives you that, you know, I mean, honey wine kind of taste. It, it says it all right there, honey wine. Under the right conditions. And we talked about this a little bit when we were mm-hmm. drinking the beer. Cool, full, crisp, a moonlit night. 
You know, you're sitting out there, you got a little sweater on, fire going. Exceptional. Conjures up images of the Vikings for those who need it, such as myself. <laughs> Certainly not for the faint-hearted. Uh, you can see Mark pounding on his chest. <laughs> no, I would have a shield with a sword, you know, banging it. it, it you know, this is not a beer for the faint-hearted, I, I think. Uh, again, it's a large bottle. You can you can probably do uh, six ounces a piece. But yeah. It'll be about right. So, but I gave it a ninety-one. Good, good, solid score. Next, we have the at a tie of the uh, Funk House Ale. Nice beer. Some tartness. If you don't want any sweetness, good beer for you. Uh, enjoyable. I would give it a shot. I can't strongly recommend it. Really. Nah, can't not. strongly recommend it. I would recommend it, but not strongly. All There's right. a lot of choices out there. You know, yeah. sometimes we talk about this. How many different beers can there be? That well, that yeah, I choose? think if, if this is if you want a unique beer, then yeah, I don't think you can go wrong because this is definitely a unique beer. No, again, ninety-one. is not a shabby score. Unsurprisingly, no, perhaps. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> perhaps at the top of my list is the Dogfish Head Sati. I expected a lot, fulfilled my expectations. I think it has excellent balance, forges some new territory, uh, as they always seem to. And you talked about the process they go through with their, with their, uh, with their uh, pubs uh, adjoined to the brewery. Uh, I don't know what their process is exactly, and, 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 but I got to tell you, you know, the final tasting, somebody has to release it, somebody has to taste it, and you know, maybe they do that by 500 pinpoints. I don't know how they do it, but they, they're, they're successful most of the time. Peter. All right, so now it's uh, my turn, the final say. Thank God. And, uh, <laughs> all right, so starting from the lowest, working my way up, uh, least favorite to favorite. So, like, I mean, these are all different, and they all have different qualities about them. So it was a little bit more difficult, I think, than rating you know, five of the same style beer. But nonetheless, um, at the bottom of the barrel for this week was the 21st Amendment Hell or High Watermelon. I did give it an 86, which after some of the other fruit wheat beers we had, I thought it wasn't bad. I, I might actually buy it again and you would? drink it. Yeah, I, I kind of... 86, you'd buy it again? I, I might consider it. Okay, consider it. You consider it. <laughs> okay. Right, I might consider buying it. I thought it was light and refreshing. I thought the watermelon came through at kind of like the right volume um, as far as the intensity of it. So it worked for me. But it, it's just, I, I'm just not a fan of fruit beers. And quite frankly, you know, an 86 for me and a fruit beer is a pretty good fruit, school. by the way? Yes, it, yes is. it is. Oh, it is? Okay, yes. just want to make sure. Well, it's not an animal. It's not a mineral. I don't know. <laughs> it's not I get confused with these things. Okay. All right. So uh, going up from there, um, at an 88, I gave the old Danish Braggot an 88. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was very strong. Um, the alcohol, while it was expected, it just didn't meet my palate, and it just wasn't a, a favorite of mine. Um, I don't know if I particularly like the style of beer, which might be a problem. Uh, but nonetheless, I gave an 88. I, I might drink it if it was offered to me, but I probably would not buy it again. Um, next up from there would be at a 91. I gave the uh, Avery Collaboration, not Litigation. Uh, I thought this had great flavor, good caramelization. A little strong on the alcohol. I, I would have liked the alcohol flavor to be masked 
a, a slight bit more, but all in all, a good beer. And, you know, if I saw it on draft or something, I, I, I would drink it again. Next up at a 93, Armageddon Funkhouse Ale. Um, really enjoyed this beer. I liked it a lot. I thought there was a great mix of flavors. Uh, the only thing that kept it from getting a really big score in my book was I thought it was a very thin mouthfeel mm. on this beer. Well, I did like the combination of the citrus and the tart. The mouthfeel was a little bit lacking, and so that's why I gave it a 93. But, I, you know, I this is a definite must-try beer. Yeah, if you haven't had this beer, you got to try it. It's just so unique. It's 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 an individual beer. I thought they did a great job putting it together. The winner, or I wouldn't say the winner, but the best beer tonight was the uh, Dogfish um, Sati at a 96. Uh, I thought it was a great balance of flavors. Um, this is actually the second time I've had this beer. Good flavors. I, I like the way the cinnamon and cardamom and uh, the other spices work together. Um, cardamom is one of those unique flavors that you really, once you have it and if you like it, you really like it, I think. And I really like the process that they went through to yeah. make this. Yeah. And I'm surprised they're not yes. selling it for like $20 a bottle. With It just seems so labor intensive to make this particular and beer. how much is this beer? Uh, what was it, $12? Yes. It was about $12. It was an excellent beer. Mark, right. Mark, Mark corrects me correctly. No, I think so. <laughs> yeah, give credit where credit is due. It was an excellent beer. Uh, probably one of the highest ratings I've given to beers on this. Yes. So for upcoming events, uh, Monday night. Monday night we'll be at Andy's Corner Bar in uh, Bogota, New Jersey, recording a podcast from there. I must say, I am looking forward to drinking some exceptional beers, uh, uh, you know, draft style. It's going to be a fun podcast, I think. So I think so. We have a designated driver, by the way. So we'll always we're, do. We're, we're, we're working with Be that. safe. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that concludes it for tonight. I think we have uh, another successful... Oh, don't forget my video, video and podcasts from Bavaria. Ah, yes. Mark is going to be heading off to Germany real soon. Two couple weeks. More, couple more weeks and uh, be doing some video casting from Bavaria, Munich specifically, and, and hopefully the Polliner Brewery. And if you get dragged, if Gunther drags you out to some of those beer gardens. Or Hans. Uh, you I gotta... might hang around with Hans this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, that's it. Thanks, Mark Jackson, for uh, joining us as always. Thank you for having me. And, uh, Terry Gatto from uh, New Jersey Newsroom. I hope I get invited again. I think you will. Uh, you had some great comments. It was, a, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you. I also add new content several times a week on simplybeer.com, so read and leave your comments. You can now subscribe to Simply Beer uh, Podcast on iTunes. Follow Simply Beer on Twitter. Uh, the username is Simply Beer, as well as on Facebook. So this is Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying goodnight and may your pint always be full. I'll be back tomorrow night and drink some more. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, no, you're the one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. But you're so high. Don't you tell my lady now. Well, I ain't had but, but so four, five, six, eight.